Good morning, good evening, hello, and happy new year. Welcome to the Gemstone Goddess, where we get high on good vibes. Hello, hello, hello there, my dear listener. Thank you for joining us today on the Gemstone Goddess podcast, where our topic today is New Year's, full moons, and retrogrades. Now, I know this episode will only be live after New Year's, so what the main focus of this episode is going to be, the retrogrades that we're currently going through, how they might be affecting our New Year's resolutions. We also have a full moon coming up now on the 6th, so how the retrogrades are going to be affecting the moon, how the moon's going to be affecting our New Year, all those lovely things, so stay tuned. My strain of the day, and the strain that I'm bringing awareness to today, is the gorgeous lemon skunk. So I've used lemon skunk now for quite some time. I've smoked it for quite some time. I've used it in my baking, in my cooking, and it is a very nice, well-rounded high, nice body high, nice head high. So I would definitely say if you have the ability or the availability of lemon skunk, definitely check it out. It will not disappoint. So, everybody knows that around the 27th of December, once all the Christmas and Boxing Day and, you know, all the all the fun end of year holidays and celebrations are done and over with, we usually take from the 27th up until the first, a few days to sit and reflect and think of what our New Year's resolutions would be for this upcoming year, uh, what do we want to leave behind, what do we want to bring forward, what new do we want to bring into our lives during this upcoming year. And according to Wikipedia, the tradition of New Year's resolutions has gone back for quite some time. There's some religious origins, there are even some diaries from the 1671 uh, diary of Anne Halkett that includes an entry on this January 2nd titled Resolutions which contain a number of religious pledges taken primarily from Bible verses, such as, I will not offend anymore. Now, <laughs> what I find funny about that is now that's like Bible verses, you know, Christian, Christian, and all of that. But me being the person that I am, looking just a bit higher up, uh, it says here, the people made promises to their gods at the start of each year that they would return borrowed objects and pay their debts. The Romans began each year by making promises to the god Janus, for whom the month January is named. And then in the medieval era, the knights took something called the Peacock Vow, which is, I also read up on that a bit, it is quite interesting. So if you would like to check it out, I do suggest checking it out. Then uh, also says here, at the watch night services, many Christians prepared for the year ahead by praying and making these resolutions. So which is where I guess, you know, 1671, I would guess is approximately the time that this now would set in. And then there's also things in Judaism that they do uh, during their their New Year time period that they have. I am going to butcher uh, names, so I'm not even going to try right now. I do want to sit, though, with someone from you know different religions and learn a bit more about what they believe. So definitely one day... Uh, if you are interested, maybe your your religions are or things that you believe are different than what I believe, do leave a comment, let me know. Maybe one day I can have you as a, a little guest or like have a, a little voice note moment uh, that we can play on the podcast with 
things from other people, get other perspectives and all of that. So, yes, what I really do find interesting about New Year's resolutions is that there's been this running joke type of thing where uh, they say that people don't always succeed in the New Year's resolutions, that a lot of people just ignore it or forget about it. And this is something that's actually on Wikipedia as well. You can check it. In 2014, a report was done where 35% of participants who failed their New Year's resolutions admitted that they had unrealistic goals. Uh, 33% of them did not keep track of their progress and 23% just forgot about the resolutions as a whole. So what it comes down to is New Year's resolutions are essentially setting goals, trying to keep to the goals, you know, trying to reach a certain end uh, end product. But also what I've come to notice is New Year's resolutions are very much like uh, in the, the witchcraft community with said manifestations because there's things that you want to take out and there's things that you want to bring in. And those things that you want to bring in, so for example, losing weight or taking more trips with your friends or whatever, you you can kind of sit and do an actual manifestation ritual for that whilst you're working now with this new resolution thing. And what I have personally come to notice is that if you put more meaning to something, it's usually going to mean more and it's going to last longer. So if you say, yeah, I'm just going to make a resolution to lose weight. Okay, how much weight? By when do you want to lose the weight? Do you want to lose weight in an unhealthy way? Do you want to lose weight in a healthy way? That's the. Those are the types of things that kind of need to be put into the thought of a resolution and how the resolution is going to be built, how the resolution is going to be played out throughout the year. So it's important during the end of a year and the beginning of a year before that, you know, quote unquote, New Year's resolution time, that you actually sit and think to yourself, okay, what is it that I want to work on, bring in, as I said earlier? So getting clear on your goals is definitely a way to get clear on your resolutions. Now here is where things get a little astrologically complicated. So as we start our 2023 out, we've got a goodie bag of assorted planets in retrograde. The moon is in Taurus, Venus in Pluto, and the sun are in Capricorn. But now what does this actually mean for us? So first thing to start, Mercury, Mars, and Uranus are all in retrograde during this new year period. So Mercury initially went retrograde on the 29th of December 2022 and is going to go direct on the 18th of January. Mars went retrograde on the 30th of October 2022 and will be going direct on the 12th of January. And then Uranus went retrograde on the 28th of August 2022 and will be going direct on the 22nd of January. Right in time for Chinese New Year. And a little side note, for uh, Chinese New Year, we are planning on going to the Buddhist temple here in Brongospreiter in South Africa. They're planning a little exhibition slash festival for Chinese New Year, and they've made an open invitation to everyone in the area, so we will be attending that. And I don't know if I'll be allowed to take videos and things like that. But if I am, I'll definitely be posting some of that on my socials because it's definitely going to be an experience that I've never had. So I'm really looking forward to that. And then on the same day, we're actually doing a drag show, a parody drag show. So I'm also very much looking forward to that. 
Now, a reason why all of these things ending around the time of Chinese New Year is getting me excited is because we will then have approximately 13 weeks where there won't be any planets in retrograde uh, for this year, where uh, after that, I think it's somewhere in April, uh, Mercury will go retrograde again for its time period. And then from there in June, July, some of the other planets are going retrograde. And towards the end of the year, the rest of the outer planets are retrograde. So that's also something very interesting to to take a look at and be aware of. A very cool app that I found for the PC is called Planet Dance. It's a very cool astrology program that sh- can show you the planets currently, can show you planets in the past, in the future. It looks like an, a, a birth chart, an April chart. So everything's 2D. You can literally, there's, there's buttons for the year, the month, so you can track the planets, how they move, and all of these things. And what I actually sit and did uh, was I checked the movement of Mercury retrograde from last year, and I basically just tracked how long it took for it to to get from its highest point where it starts the retrograde, and then just basically tracking it to where it stations direct, and then the time period it takes for it to get back to the point where it started the retrograde. So what that period is known is is the shadow period, and a lot of people say that you can still feel the effects of a retrograde during that shadow period. And once the shadow period has passed, there's going to be a lot more forward momentum. So you'll definitely be feeling the planet in its purest, most direct way. Now, the three planets that we currently have in retrograde, Mercury, Mars and Uranus, each have their own sphere of control. So firstly, Mercury is known as the ruler of information, communication, travel, literally anything that moves and what is important to note is that whilst mercury is moving through the different signs of the zodiac as it goes around the sun that it shapes our cultural interests and the things that we talk about the ways that we communicate every sign that mercury's in plays a role and what we need to be aware of is that during a mercury retrograde is usually the time where people from our past may reappear, like old friends, strange relatives, maybe exes with unfinished business, or most importantly, an unfinished lesson that you need to learn. And what I enjoy about a retrograde is that it forces you to sit with this thing in your face and say, okay, you've made this decision in the past. You now have a chance to either rectify the decision or make peace with the decision and move forward. So it's a time for reflection. It's a time for not making any hasty choices, not signing any big contracts. Mercury retrograde is a notorious time for misunderstandings, miscommunications, misspeaking, having issues with your sentences and your words. Words are hard during a retrograde period, specifically a Mercury retrograde period. So once Mercury now finally stations direct on the 18th of January, it's going to be stationing direct in Capricorn, which will then be giving us a more stable, organized energy in our communications and thoughts from Mercury once it has now officially left its shadow period.
So Mars is the last of the personal planets, the planets before Jupiter, which are the closest to the sun. And this might explain why it is protective and sometimes has a competitive stance. And like a celestial century, Mars readies us to fight for what we hold dear. So during this retrograde period, Mars is going to be going through Gemini, which means it's going to be stirring up a lot of trouble and starting some debates. Now, when Mars finally makes a positive pivot and re resumes its direct motion, we'll finally be able to start digging our way through the data and figuring out who deserves forgiveness and to whom we kind of need to extend an apology of our own, which could take a minute. But fortunately, Mars hovers in Gemini until March 25th, which sets the stage for healing, but direct communication. Once again, there is going to be a shadow period for Mars, but I will be speaking about more specific things on the Mars retrograde and each specific retrograde in uh, different podcast episodes uh, so that we can go for a more full in-depth view on them. And then the final planet that we currently have in retrograde is Uranus. Now, Uranus is said to govern societies, clubs, uh, individuality, discoveries, technology and because it takes approximately 84 years for Uranus to go through the entire zodiac um, it is said that it is a generational planet shaping the mindsets of an entire age group so what we can be expecting during this retrograde period is that technology might be grinding to a halt progress might be slow uh, technology can break down classified information might be subject to security breaches and Something that we need to be aware of whilst this metaphysical planet is snoozing in the body-based Taurus, we need to start developing mindful practices that can help us stay alert and aware. We need to get consciousness about our every move and our impact. So this might mean that once Uranus has gone direct, station direct, we might be getting more aware and conscious about our community work and activism. And these are all things that are going to be brought to the forefront as soon as Uranus now starts going direct. And with all of these retrogrades happening, we have a full moon coming up very soon. So what I've come to notice is that, for example, during a Mercury retrograde, there is minimum one full moon, which is going to be the one that's coming up now. So what I am planning on doing for myself is that in my planner, in my daily planner, I'm going to be checking out, okay, what are the dates for the different retrogrades and what are the different um, full moons falling into those uh, time periods. And then what I'll be doing is I'll be taking the full moon energy, the culmination energy, the peak energy that a full moon is known for and I'll be shaping that with the retrograde energy so for example this retrograde period of mercury now would be to check my communications and make sure that the way that I communicate with people and to whom I'm communicating you know is in such a way that it's in alignment with my plans heading forward and what I'll then be doing now with the full moon is I'll sit now and think okay during this retrograde period, what have I experienced, you know, when when it started, the new moon, um, the last new moon was just before retrograde started, Mercury retrograde started, so I will then go and check how has retrograde 
affected the intentions that I set during the new moon? Can I see anything that might possibly be in in danger or in harm's way with what the uh, retrograde has been bringing up? And then using the full moon energy to then either change the direction of, or, of my path or just set the intention again that this is what I'm going to harvest and this is what I'm harvesting. Now, it's good to not maybe make harsh decisions and let's say during these last two weeks, the signs have been good that this one intention might be harvestable by this the, this full moon. I would say sit and take another few minutes to just really evaluate the path and maybe not act right now, especially with all of these retrogrades happening right now with Mars and Uranus. Um, so in my opinion, what I'm seeing right now is a delay in communications, in actions, and in communal work and communal support. And as soon as we have left these retrogrades and the shadow periods kind of run themselves out, we'll be in a more blissful space to work with these things. So take this time that we have now with these retrogrades and think to yourself, okay, working through this year, what do I want to improve in my communications? If you know your spelling sucks in your emails, maybe take a course in that. You know, sit and think to yourself, how can you improve and grow? So, for example, today I've had issues with the recording software that I'm using and Mercury's in the microwave. It's literally telling me to not be hasty and not freak out because I kind of freaked out. I was like, okay, listen, this upgraded software, did, you know, is there a bug? What's happening? Did I download the wrong software? Did I break my headphones? You know, why is there no sound coming through? And kind of started panicking, but then I was like, okay, wait, breathe. It is a retrograde period. These things do tend to happen more often during a retrograde period. So let's see, take it step by step. Don't freak out. Don't worry. Don't rush. And eventually I got it all fixed, and here we are. We are recording the podcast. So some resources will be placed into the uh, description bar of this podcast that you guys can go check out. Uh, a lot of books that I've been reading have been to do with the moon and how you can start using the moon to attract abundance and use the moon to you know, get your life into a specific line that you want it. So I'll be placing some uh, information in the description. But just to prepare you, a book called Lunar Abundance by Izzy uh, Spencer. She has a PhD, so I assume that would then be Dr. Izzy Spencer. Um, I'm really enjoying this book. I haven't gotten through it completely, but so far it is very, I wouldn't say scientific, but it doesn't specifically put the fact that it's the moon's fault that we act crazy on a full moon. You know, it doesn't specifically say, okay, the moon makes us do things. It says, okay, during this moon period, there is more of a tendency for these types of things to happen. Please sit and 
take this into account, you know, and write down what your experiences are. Um, I do enjoy books that kind of force you to write down your own experiences. It does give her experience. I myself aren't a woman, um, so I don't have a menstrual cycle, a physical menstrual cycle. But as every cycle has a beginning point, a surge, and a time when it winds back to darkness, I, as a man, as a gay man, have cycles, emotional cycles that I do run through. So some of the things in this book make sense to me, some of them don't. I don't have a very, very busy lifestyle, but uh, Dr. Izzy does. So it is up to the reader to to take information where you find useful and leave information where it isn't useful. But it's definitely something to to take a look at. And a few other websites that I've also found will be linked. Something cute that I've also found is that when the moon goes void, of course, it's like the moon going into its own little retrograde. And this does happen every two to three days. It might be for a few hours or on a rare, rare occasions, it might be almost for an entire day. And this is essentially the moon just taking a step back and not making any interactions with any of the other planets, which is kind of what I feel a retrograde period with the other planets also does, is that planet essentially just takes a step back and allows you to sit with all the crap that you've done now during this last while, and it kind of catches up to you. Everything that you've done catches up to you at, at a retrograde point, and it's like a little just some time to just reflect and reevaluate, and then as soon as it goes direct again, you can move on and grow and evolve with the new information that you've learned. Now, in upcoming episodes, we will be looking at uh, the different planetary retrogrades specifically. Uh, so we'll do an episode for Mercury, we'll do an episode for Mars, and then we'll be looking at some crystals that, that might be useful, some um, rituals that might be useful to counteract the effects of the retrograde, or to even increase the effects of your power during the retrograde. And what I mean by that is instead of looking at it as this planetary influence has now removed itself or kind of lightened itself from your life, what you would then do is you would then increase your power that you're putting into your life in that aspect. So for example, Mercury retrograde is going to be influencing your communications. So what you need to be doing is you need to be putting in more energy towards your focus and your mental clarity and your uh, your third chakra might need some help. Your third eye and your crown chakra is definitely going to need some help because obviously get, taking information in and sending information out has to do with the top half of your chakra system. Um, especially information coming from the heavens and relating it to your physical surroundings, relating it onto this planet. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be looking at all of these things as we progress then throughout this next year. But for now, as we are still currently going through these retrogrades, uh, Crystal, to help you with Mars would be Obsidian as this can light the way through all the negative energy that a Mars retrograde can bring. And consider a carnelian to make sure that your ambition and your courage remain steadfast throughout this period. For Mercury, 
crystals that protect you from stress and help you concentrate will be the most useful during this type of retrograde. So Amazonite can assist you in filtering, filtering out the distractions while making decisions, and Fluorite can center your concentration to do the same. Then also with Uranus, crystals that we can use for this season of incoming, incoming opportunities of an unexpected nature are a clear quartz. Um, and it's perfect because it's flexible for any intention, and this crystal can bring out openness to different possibilities and energies. So sit with, maybe take two or three of those crystals, put them together in a little pouch, and sit with them and use them and set the intention that your energy will be amplified during this retrograde period. And once the retrograde period passes, your energy will then start to flow again with the natural energies of the planet as it starts going direct again. Now, on a final note, for those of you who like having access to resources specifically for your time zone and your area, I would suggest using AstroSeek. Now, AstroSeek does your your horoscopes, they do natal charts, they do the current uh, stationings of the planets. Um, but what's nice about it is there's little little space just above the, the chart uh, or the information that you're looking at that's going to ask you to change to your current time zone. And what that's going to do is it's going to physically take the information as if the computer is the point of, of reference. So on your horizon point where the sun is at your specific time, because in America currently it's going to be a lot earlier in the morning than what uh, it's currently at night here with me. So the sun is definitely going to be somewhere else on the horizon than what it is with me now. So it's something that you need to take into account as well with working with astrology, with working with the things that you uh, that you look at is to take into account your time zone, uh, especially uh, with your Sabbath and that as well. A lot of people do celebrate in the Southern Hemisphere, they do celebrate the, the Northern Hemisphere um, celebrations on the same dates as it's in the Northern Hemisphere. But if you're looking at the seasons and how everything is cycling, it does make sense to use the opposite dates. But uh, that's another conversation of it of its own for each little uh, Sabbath that we'll that we'll get into. But thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you found some, all, maybe a little bit of the information in this podcast helpful, informa- informative, entertaining. Either way, have a lovely day. Have a lovely evening. Blessed be, merry meet, merry part. Until we meet again. Ciao.